I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about the French and Indian War. So grab your Treaty of Paris. And let's get civical. Everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I am Lizzie Stewart. And I am Arden Walentowski. And I actually need to start off this episode by issuing a correction. 
Oh my god! Believe it. It's been it's been a minute since this has happened. But what? I don't. You're been, never wrong. What could you? Possibly I'm never wrong. Except wrong I was incredibly wrong about this, and so I oh. want to take ownership because oh. what I said is so much less um, interesting and inspirational as what actually the situation is. Is it like when I said Rainier and it's Rainier? My mother Rainier. corrected me <laughs> Which on neither Instagram. No, it's. It, I mean, yes, that was. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with Renier. I'm going to stick with Renier. <laughs> but no. Um, so in our last episode, our episode on Medgar Evers, which yeah. is great. Go listen to it. I When we were talking about it, I mentioned that the subway stop was renamed Medgar Evers. Yeah. Um, and I said that it was because... It was a COVID vaccination site and that I drew I drew a parallel between the two things. That because of the COVID vaccination site, it was renamed uh, Medgar Evers College for the subway stop. That's not true. That is a falsehood. There's actually oh. no connection other than just like the timing of it. The renaming ceremony did happen in October of 2020. Oh. Actually, this was something that was a multi-year effort <gasps> by the college, by activists, oh. by state and local elected officials, which is so much better that, and yes. awesome than just it being because of a COVID, COVID. thing. So I, right. I wanted to issue that correction. Oh. Um, and also, I have to say, it was because a listener told me. And That's awesome. That is great. I'm so – I'm always so grateful when Aww. anybody a reaches out and says that they listen to the podcast but b when people like do provide when they say like hey actually this is the truth and this is the yeah. fact because it's we're sharing information we're learning and i'm just so grateful for that so to fully summarize and this is i'm going to read something from medgar evers website.edu if you can believe it amazing on thursday october 1st 2020 the MTA unveiled two subway stations, so it's actually not one, but it's two, that were renamed. So Franklin Avenue and President Street were renamed to Franklin Avenue, Medgar Evers College, and President Street, Medgar Evers College. And this was because of the legislative efforts of New York State Senator Zelnor Myrie and MEC alumna and Assemblymember Diana Richardson and many other activists and alum alumni of Medgar Evers College. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's the correction. So I love that's that's what we're kicking off with. And there's no possible way to transition from that into the actual subject of today. Except no. that probably what I know and remember about the French and Indian War cannot possibly even be close to being fact. But <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited to learn more today. I'm so excited to learn more today. Love a correction. I love oh, owning up when I don't know things. It's okay yeah. not to know things. And yeah. it's okay to say that I was wrong in my assumption. Totally. Totally. And I think it's just like, it's... I accountability doesn't have to be a really doesn't have to be a bad thing negative yeah doesn't like i was wrong thing. right i was wrong and in that pursuit i unintentionally but the effect was erased or didn't highlight actual efforts by right activists and community members to do something really important like i you know like and i don't want to do that and so i'm so grateful sure. to have the opportunity to not do that you know right right and that's a beautiful thing right yeah so 
thank you to everybody for holding us accountable. Always welcome it. Always welcome it. I'm sure, unfortunately, it's not going to be the last time I talk out of my ass. But girls, girls and everyone, I'm trying. Everybody does it. <laughs> I think that's the thing. Everybody yeah. makes mistakes. Everybody says something that they wish they could take back, that they wish they could do differently. Every, You know, because not everybody knows everything. Everybody sure. makes assumptions. Everybody has done something, done something like this at some point in their life. And the only thing that we can do is to point it out and to say, yeah. Hey, hey, you probably didn't know this, but this is the piece of information to accept the piece of information with humility and gratitude. Totally. And move on. Totally. On both sides. So that's great. That's great. And we've done that. And we've done that. So now we're going to talk about the French and Indian War. (laughs) Now we're going to sort of wind back the hands of time. (laughs) Not a humble event. It's not not a humble event. Yeah, it's. You know, I love coming back to this time period. I don't I know. know what it is, but every time we go back to the 17 and early 18 mm-hmm. Hamanishas, mm-hmm. I'm always I'm always tickled. I'm always tickled. I know. And when we do a war, it's been Ooh. a long time since we did a war. It really has. I know. I and I have to say I did I did search the Google Drive to make sure we had not done the French and Indian war. I did too. Okay, great. Okay, great. <laughs> Okay, great. On this because it page. felt like a big. I mean, it felt I know. not a. It is a big war, but it is one that like I feel like everyone has heard of the French and Indian War. Yes, but if I were to ask anyone, including myself, uh-huh. what was the French and Indian War about, uh-huh. or who were the main players? Right. Because my first question about the French and Indian War is why were the French fighting the Indians? Hmm. I don't. I, I did not have an answer. It was this the one that happened like immediately after the revolutionary not immediately but like the next big one after the revolutionary war this happens before the revolutionary war because the treaty of paris which ends the french and indian war is signed in 1763 oh okay so we did the french and indian war and of course by we i mean the colonies did <laughs> you the and french I, indian war you mean Really in the front lines, obviously, mm-hmm. just with our bayonets and whatnot. That's what this is. And then 10 year, 10, 15 years later, we're 1776, mm-hmm. and we are getting independence. So this is kind of like This is our, pre, our, it's our pre-war. Bad dress, good show. Mm-hmm. The French and Indian War. <laughs> yes. Oy vey, oy vey. I can't wait to hear what atrocities were committed. Oh, um, my Lord. It's also a global war, as much as you could have a global war during this time. Yeah, I feel like everything was a global war. It like it feels Uh, like from this time period and like forward through all of history, Uh it feels like a global war (laughs) because it's like everybody's in everybody. Everybody's got colonies, territories. Yes, yes. Like it's so imperialism is just really letting everybody get their hands in the cookie jar very Very strong strong. in this time period Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no good no good all right well let's jump in shall we sure let's talk about the sources let's let's talk about the sources so two strong sources american battlefields trust also known as battlefields.org i mean i love them love them love i love them if you want to know about a battle of war Go to it, this website. Go to there. The, there's no better source. Yeah. They're amazing. This particular article is by a guy named William R. Griffith the Fourth. Hell yeah. And then, of course, history.com, obviously, because 
we're talking I'm, about a gr- huge woman in history, a war. Need to be if there's anyone who's going to crack open the case of the French and Indian War, it's going to be history.com. I mean, come on. So, shout come out. On. Well, let's start with the question on everyone's mind, including uh, my own, uh-huh. which is, uh, what was the French and Indian War? This war that we all know, but like, uh-huh. what was it? What was it? So I'll tell you. The French and Indian War is one of the most significant yet widely forgotten events in American history. Yes. You can say that again, sister. I mean, battlefields.org, oh finger on the pulse. Yeah, like we know Widely you don't know. Forgotten. We know you don't know. We know you don't know. How could you possibly know we don't talk you about come it? Come to the right source. It was a conflict that pitted two of history's greatest empires, Great Britain and France, against each other for control of the North American continent. Uh-oh. Two people who don't belong here being yeah. like, give it to me. Mm-hmm. Joy. Both alike in North America, where we lay our scene. Swept up in the struggle were the inhabitants of New France, the British colonists, the Native Americans, and regular troops from France and Britain. So basically, like, there are people living here. Yes. Of course, of, co- of course, first and foremost, the Native Americans. And they were then here first. Colonizers come over, and then there's actual other settlers that are also there. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then this war breaks out around them over control of the land. Right. Great. Super. While major fighting occurred in New York, Pennsylvania, Canada, and Nova Scotia, the conflict had far greater implications overseas and ignited the Seven Years' War worldwide. Oh, I did not know this. I did not know that either yet. I did not know this. I did not know there was a connection. No. This is where my, like, my knowledge of overall world history, and I took the class. Me too. I mean, I took the class. It just really breaks down. Yeah. It really breaks down. Because also there's, you know, like borders are shifting. It's hard to keep mm-hmm. track. Well, I, I, like I probably got to see in that class, you know. I, and to be fair, to be fair. Sure. Great Britain and France are all up each other's asses for yeah. centuries uh, yeah. centuries they're they're mad it's mm-hmm. literally like trying to keep track of like a long history with like you know enemies who don't like each other it's yes. like i don't even know where the conflict started right i just know that we've right. been at this for a long time yes it's like have you have you ever seen the great there's a really great christmas movie say called oh my god Oh my god! Flip is it called? Wait, now I've totally messed this up. Cla- Klaus. Oh my god, it's called Klaus. Okay, Klaus. Oh, I haven't seen. I know what Klaus. I know of Klaus, but I've not seen Klaus. Oh my god, you would love Klaus. Klaus is amazing, but this is like Klaus because, I mean, Great Britain and France is like Klaus. The like the the Schmergensburgs and the what are the names of the people? <laughs> There's, there's two, let's not there's get two, this wrong. <laughs> let's not get this wrong. Well, I'm going to mess it up. So I'm just going to say there's like two groups of people in Schmergensburg. Sure. There's like one group of people and they hate the other group of people and the other group of people hate, hate them. And there's like no, Classic. they don't really know why. They just always have hated each yeah. other. Classic. Classic. And then here comes this like, you know, like egotistical, rich, but like, you know, his dad wants to teach him a lesson. So he sends him to this like far off postal service 
place to like run the post office where he thinks he's going to fail, but it's going to teach him a lesson. Totally. He meets, spoiler alert, he meets Santa. Well, obviously. Obviously. And, <laughs> of so, and so the spoiled postman and Santa bring the people together. Yeah. Or, I mean, is America Santa? Who knows? That is such a beautiful representation <laughs> of the centuries-long conflict between Great Britain I'm just and saying. France. <laughs> I'm just saying. 100%. I'm just saying, do you know you. what? Today, Great Britain and France, super friendly. Super, everybody's chill. Everybody's, everybody's chill. chill. Least of our worries. Least of our worries. And do you know who they also two. like? Us, Santa Claus. Yeah. So time heals all wounds time is heals what we're all saying. Wounds. So do toys and presents. All that to say, French and Indian War spurred the Seven Years' War, and now this is the global conflict we were talking about at the top. So, cause and effect. Cause and effect. The French and Indian War is unique because the fighting began in North America and spread to the rest of the world. In Western Pennsylvania, the order to fire the first shots of the conflict were given by none other than a young officer from Virginia named Drumroll George Washington. Hello. Absolutely adore that they emphasize that he is a young officer uh-huh. from Virginia. You don't really you don't really hear him described this way that often anymore. No, no, no. This is when he was young and spry. Yeah. What they want to say is a hottie from Virginia, mm-hmm. George, Wa- Mr. Washington, Mr. if you're Washington. nasty. Mm-hmm. All right. The, it, the, and again, this proves this proves my point that there are literally at this time period six people and a goat mm-hmm. all doing everything because yeah. the fact that George Washington is popping up as early as the French and Indian War mm-hmm. and then pops, it's like and he's still around. He's still. He's literally. He's here. He's here today. <laughs> Bless him. He's in my living room. He's in my living room. George, can you keep it down? I swear to God. Come on. I'm recording. Jesus Christ. He's literally just that the chatter of his teeth. <laughs> so the question, the question remains. What was it that both sides wanted to obtain during the French and Indian War? I would love to know. Totally. Yeah. The answer is the same as it is for most wars for empires. They wanted economical and territorial expansion and to project influence over new lands and people. So yeah, they wanted they wanted North America. More colonization. That's what they wanted. That's what they wanted. They wanted the sun to never set on the British and French Empire. Did the French Empire? Like, do we say the French Empire? The French like, we Empire? say the British Empire? I think they did have an empire. Oh, yeah, because they went down south. No, I mean, they had they yeah, had yeah. empires. But, like, French you know how we, the British Empire the is British something we say. Do we say the yeah. French Empire? I don't know. I guess. I don't know either. I don't know. It's like, what constitutes an empire, too? This is a question. Because is it just having, like, a conquered land? Sure. Or is it having, like, a certain amount of conquered land? That's is a great another question. thing? Is, mm-hmm. it a t- is it the amount of, like, military force you have? Is it resources? Resources. Mm-hmm. How far it stretches, how far your empire goes. Like, if you sure. just have the country next to you and the country next to that, is that an empire? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like the Roman Empire, the Ottoman Empire. Right. How long, you're su- how long you sustain yourself. We should do an episode on the Ottoman Empire. We should. I, I mean, I That's know it's- very intimidating. 
I know, and it's technically not U.S. history, but like that's something we don't talk about. I know the I, Ottoman and, Empire, yes. which was this huge, huge empire, and lasted much closer to recent history than we think. Yes, but nobody talks about the nobody Ottoman Empire about anymore. No. It's like we still talk about the Roman Empire. It's true. I don't see a country of Rome anymore. Mm-hmm. But we talk about that. Why aren't we talking about the Ottoman Empire? Okay. I digress. <laughs> I digress. So let's talk about how the French and Indian War started. Sure. In the early 1750s, France's expansion into the Ohio River Valley repeatedly brought it into conflict with the claims of the British colonies, especially... Virginia. Jeez. Virginia, yes, I'm sure my girl. they were not happy with that. Virginia's like, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. We no landed ma'am. here. No, ma'am. We landed here. Mm-mm. Uh-huh. This is ours. In 1754, the French built Fort Duquesne, where the Allegheny and Monongahela rivers joined to form the Ohio River in today's Pittsburgh, an excellent city. Shout out to Pittsburgh. Shout out to Pittsburgh making it a strategically important stronghold that the British repeatedly attacked. Totally. They're sure. like, oh, you want to build a fort here? Well, we'll be uh, pouring our resources into tearing it we'll down. We'll be tearing actually. that down. We'll be Thank taking you. that down. Yeah. During 1754 and 1755, the French won a string of victories, defeating in quick succession the young George Washington. Once again, young. Mm-hmm. General Edward Braddock and Braddock's successor, Governor William Shirley of Massachusetts. In 1755, Governor Shirley, fearing that the French settlers in Nova Scotia would side with France in any military confrontation, expelled hundreds of them to other British colonies. Many of the exiles suffered cruelly. Well, of course. And, sure. and what what an insane prospect to be like, ah, uh, they're going to revolt. I know. I'll do something so insane mm-hmm. and be a giant asshole. Mm-hmm. That'll show them mm-hmm. not to revolt against me. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a great plan. Totally. Sounds like a great plan. Because you know what exiled people do? They probably get really angry at the people who exiled mad. them. They get mad. They get mad. Mm-hmm. Also, hello, have you never heard the phrase, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer? closer? Sure. Governor? Governor. Oh, you boy. I know, not smarts. Throughout this period, the British military effort was hampered by a lack of interest at home, rivalries among the American colonies, and France's greatest success in winning the support of the Indians slash Native Americans. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So the British are really struggling because... The British are struggling. Yeah, because the colonists are like, you can eat a pile of dog shit. Mm -hmm. Not interested. And then back home, they're like... Who are the colonies? Right. And why do we care about them? Like, and why do we care about them? They we got Mad King George doing right. God knows what. Right. All we in a live tizzy. here. They live there. It's an yeah. ocean away. Why do I care? Why do I care? And then the French are like, I'm going to use the Native Americans to support our cause. Yeah. Hey. So in 1756, the British formally declared war which also marks the official beginning of the Seven Years' War. Mm-hmm. But their new commander in America, Lord Loudon. <laughs> sure. Loudon. Loudon. Loudon, who is obviously not French, faced the same problems as his predecessors, 
and met with little success against the French and their in- their Indian Native American allies. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we solved the colonists not liking the British, the British not caring about the colonists and the Native Americans aligning with France. But good luck, Lord Loudon. Bless up, King. So that was 1756. Yes. The tide turned in 1757 because William Pitt, the new British leader, saw the colonial conflicts as the key to building a vast British empire. So we, so Lord Loudon asked lasted one year and was like, Mm-mm, Mm-mm, not doing I'm this. Bye. Now we got now we got Billy Pitt in the mix, mm-hmm. and he's like, I think the colonies are actually where it's at. Mm-hmm. This is really this could be something. I'm this could seeing, be something. I'm seeing money. I'm seeing gold. Cha-ching, I'm seeing, cha-ching. Mm-hmm. No one's talking about this. So borrowing heavily. To finance the war, he paid Prussia to fight in Europe and reimburse the colonies for raising troops in North America. In July of 1758, the British won their first great victory at Louisburg near the mouth of the St. Lawrence River. A month later, they took Fort Frontiac at the western end of the river. So it took them, hold on, it took them... Two years, yeah, to get a to, to, get, to a get a W on the board. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh my god! I know. Good lord! I know. You know what took longer than that? The Columbia football team when I was in school there <laughs> took them like three fucking years. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It took less time. It for the for. The British to get a W on the board in the French and Indian War. Then it did the Columbia. Then for game. eleven boys at Columbia oh, to get a W on the boys. board. <laughs> These poor eleven boys were just out there taking Running L's left and, and right. It's like, my guys, what do we have to do to get you on the board? It was it's rough. tough. It it's tough. You need good coaching. I mean, and this this is true, right? We get no. a new command. We, not us. The British get a new commander who's like, we're actually going to do different strategy right. here. We're going to use different tools, which I can at least acknowledge and appreciate about him. Sure. Because so often we see these people come in and do the same thing. And it's like, this oh, is yes. also a failure. We've talked about this many a times. Oh, totally. The Panama Canal. This, this, right. <sighs> let's take the same plan and the same materials and do it again. And then somehow it doesn't understand. work again. Why is it not working? I don't know. It's insane. It's literally insane. Insane. But old Billy Pitt comes in and is like, I'm going to use, I'm, first of all, I'm mm-hmm. going to pay a boatload of money yes. to Prussia. Yeah. We're going to get this going in Europe. And then, hey, we got all of these people just hanging about Hang in the colonies. Um, Give them a little coin. Give them a little shilling. Let's get mm-hmm. things going here. Mm-hmm. Get them fighting. Coaching. So then, in November of 1758, General John Forbes captured Fort Duquesne for the British after the French destroyed and abandoned it. So, is it capturing the fort if they've abandoned and destroyed it? I think, I mean, I think so. I think a- because it's it's not about necessarily, I think, the structure itself, but I think the, the place in land strategically that it occupies. Because it is a very, 
I think, uh, useful militarily point to have control over. Sure. But, but if the French have destroyed and, uh, and voluntarily left the fort, capture implies that you've, like, taken it. Yeah, I mean, you've, you're, you're simply just now in... You're just, you like, know, my house now. You're sta- squatting. Standing there. You're what squatting. you're doing is squatting. Yeah, and they destroyed it because they knew that they were going to get right. captured. So they were like, well, let's leave nothing for them to actually work sure. with. Right. So while they may have a good vantage point because of where this place is on a river, right. there's not going to be useful. like – they have to they have to build a whole new structure. Right. So it is a, it's a W. It's a soft W. It's a soft W. It's a, it's a neutral. It's a tie. I would give that – I'll give this to the British. Okay. Because, again, okay. anytime you take – anytime you take – you move forward – Sure. You move the line forward of how much you get. Right. I'm going to give that a soft W. Okay. It's, a, it's, a, it's an okay. ugly win. How about that? All right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Ugly all right. Win. All right. So the British have captured the abandoned French fort named after William Pitt. And it was built on the site, giving the British a key stronghold. I love it. So yeah. they get rid of the fort. Mm-hmm. Or they, they don't get rid of it. The fort is destroyed. They mm-hmm. build a new fort. They're like, have you heard of Billy Pitt? Let's name it after him. We name got Fort him. Pitt now. Fort Pitt. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which sounds awful. Yeah. And now it's, and now they've, to me, captured. Like, now this is the W. Now this is the W, because now yeah. they're turning it around and making it their own. Exactly. Yeah. The British then closed in on Quebec, where General James Wolfe won a spectacular victory in the Battle of Quebec on the Plains of Abraham. What a spectacular sentence. In September of 1759. But both he and the French commander, the Marquis de Montcalm, were fatally wounded. Okay. What do you think constitutes a spectacular victory? I just, I imagine, like, lots of horseback riding, lots of, like, sword waving, (laughs) lots of... Sure. You know, we're not giving sure. up ye old fort. You know, lots of the Battle of Helmsteep yelling. Yes, flag the Battle waving. Battle of Helmsteep is a spe- spectacular victory. Yes, lots of because grandiose yes. types of things. Yes, totally. Yes, flags, flags, horns, horns. Yes, with the fall of Montreal in September of 1760, the French lost their last foothold in Canada. Soon, Spain joined France against England, and for the rest of the war, Britain concentrated on seizing French and Spanish territories in other parts of the world. I love this. We are how many years into this? We're four or five four. years into yeah. this war. Yeah. And Spain's like, I'm going to I'm gonna dip my toe into this pool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help you out. Seems I'm like you're struggling. I'm going to get a little into this. Seems like yeah, you need seems an like assist. I also don't like England, actually. Yeah. And then it feels like this morphs into like what is known as the Seven Years War. Like the Seven Years War starts yes. happening over here with yes. Spain involved. Yes. So let's talk about how the war ended. How it ended. Mm-hmm. The French and Indian War ended with the signing of the Treaty of Paris in February of 1763. The British received Canada from France and Florida from Spain, but permitted France to keep its West Indian sugar islands and gave Louisiana to Spain. Which kind of feels like a what? You know, it feels like everybody gets a little something. Everybody gets a little something. 
which is kind of interesting considering it seems like right. Great Britain did have, or I guess, I don't know. I actually don't know what's going on over here, but over here, it seems like Great Britain was like winning the war in, in kind of in control, in control. of the situation. Yeah. yeah. But over there, perhaps maybe not. Cause this feels very much like pretty even. Yeah. Split. Right. Although they did get Canada, which is huge. Yeah, but it's so cold. It's true, but it is a lot of ports. And that's why you are you. Because I'm never thinking of the ports. You're like, I don't want to go outside. It's snowy. I'm like, <laughs> but the bartering and the goods and the imports and exports. Look, every now and then it, it really shows why I was not a military expert. <laughs> You're like, I don't fight in the winter. I don't do the winter. I don't no. do the winter. Not the ports. I don't think about the ports. But the ports, you're right. The ports are important. The arrangements strengthened the American colonies significantly by removing their European rivals to the north and the south and opening up the Mississippi Valley to westward expansion. Once again, just want to say that there are people who live on these lands and it is their Mm -hmm. land. And so, but this is the colonizer mindset, right? Of like, but they're not, they don't have... They're not Great Britain, Spain, or France, therefore. It's not really theirs. I don't even think they thought about them. You're right. <laughs> I mean... You're right. I just think that... I just think they thought, like, oh, it's land over there. Let's go. That'll be ours. That way. That'll be mine. Yeah. I don't see anybody else over here. Right. Like, I think if we if we got to the moon and we were like, Martians. Cool. We're still going to go that way. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that we... (laughs) I don't think we would have done any different. (laughs) Martians. Cool. Cool. (laughs) We'll be going over there. (laughs) (laughs) The British crown borrowed heavily from British and Dutch bankers to bankroll the war, doubling Britain's national debt. King George II, oh, I think I erroneously said it was the third at this point, but he's later on, so his father, the second, argued that since the French and Indian War benefited the colonists by securing their borders, they should contribute to paying down the war debt. Hey, George, (laughs) that's not how this works. You're paying to protect your subjects, which is the whole point of having you. Yeah. That's the whole deal. Yeah. Just because we're over there doesn't mean that we're not British subjects. Right. Oh, I smell the revolution. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) To defend his newly won territory from future attacks, King George II also decided to install permanent British army units in the Americas. I smell problems. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Which required additional sources of revenue. In 1965, Parliament passed the Stamp Act to help pay down the war debt and finance the British Army's presence in the Americas. Again, the people at home, I mean, the the people at home probably didn't care because these Stamp Act revenues were not affecting them. No. Greatly affected the the people in the colonies, the colonists. Um, And this is how we got the Revolutionary War. It was the first internal tax directly levied on American colonists by Parliament and was met with strong resistance. You're going to say that again. Say that again. 
It was followed by the unpopular Townshed Acts and Tea Act, which further incensed colonists who believed there should be no taxation without representation. We see it on flags all the time. All the time. Britain's increasingly militaristic response to colonial unrest would ultimately lead to the American Revolution. Fifteen years after the Treaty of Paris, French bitterness over the loss of most of their colonial empire contributed to their intervention on the side of the colonists in the Revolutionary War. Yes, they were pissed off and they wanted to get back at the British. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, hello, colonists. Hello. Bonjour. Bonjour. It's so funny. It's like Benjamin Franklin really didn't have to sleep with all these people to get us on board. Uh, We were ready to jump in. We were ready to do it. We were ready to jump in. Take I understand you said Thomas here, but like, send bitten. them home. Mm-hmm. Darling, we're in. We're in. You have us that bonjour. Hello. Bonjour. Mm-hmm. Bonjour, mes amis. We would love to take down Great Britain. Mm-hmm. What I do appreciate about France in this is they go, hey, we'll be playing a long game here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You may have won the battle, which was called the French and Indian War. Mm-hmm. But we'll be winning the war, mm-hmm. which is called the American Revolution. That's right, because we're going to fuck you over. Mm-hmm. Because just when you least expect it, just when you think that you've got this in the bag, mm-hmm. knock, knock, ding, dong, bonjour, bonjour. we're here, mm-hmm. and we have ships, which mm-hmm. I know you hate. So we'll be going up and down the coast sort of destroying you. Mm-hmm. Wee wee, wee wee. Yeah, such a such a bizarre war. In terms of just like the uh, inter empire relationships, but yeah. isn't that just history? Isn't that just <laughs> war? It's just war. It is. But with that said. That is our episode on the French and Indian War. As always, if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much, and we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.